Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Hey, everybody. We hope you're having a great week so far. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We're your host, Daniel Labonte Hoover. We're glad you're with us. And we're into a season that we love around here. It is fall in the south, which means it's still hot. But <laughs> why is it still hot? Like it's right? October. It's supposed to be. It's, I know. I think it's a, is actually cooling off tomorrow. Maybe so. Cool weather's coming in. But even though it's still hot, you know what else it means? Football it's season. Football season. And postseason baseball. Yeah, it's it's our favorite. It's our favorite time of the year. And listen, the Braves are in the postseason. When you're listening to this, I'm not sure if they'll still be, but right now they're in there. And uh, it's lovely. Yep. And for us, football season's going really well, which yep. leads us into our yeah. introduction. So, yeah. So, a few years ago, listen, we are in Georgia. We love college football. I watch pro football. Yeah. We love college football. Yes. If the Falcons were better, maybe I'd watch pro football more. <laughs> um, but we are college football fans. And Georgia is the uh, the team of choice for us, which mm-hmm. all season long, Georgia has been number two in the nation. But as of some events that happened a week or so ago, now we're number one. So a few yeah. years ago, um, there's this coach that is kind of a little-known coach. You've probably never heard of him. His name's no. Nick Saban. No, he's not a legend or anything. And uh, yeah, and so Nick was doing this uh, presser press conference after a game, and uh, they're asking him these questions, and he is just frustrated. And he throws out this term that has been used a ton since then, and it's uh, kind of become one of those terms that you hear a lot now. Alabama perennial, you know, powerhouse number one all the time, and um, and they're just they are praising him, getting you know, getting him going, and he looks at him and basically he says, "What you're selling, what you're writing, is rat poison to mm-hmm. these players, to these guys." Basically, what he's saying in a nutshell is, if these guys believe and read everything you're writing, and they believe their press clippings were doomed, it mm-hmm. will. Th- Listening to that kind of stuff will eat you from the inside out because you lose your edge, you lose your competitive uh, desire, your competitive edge to fight and to win. Usually the underdog has that that fight. So fast forward to right now. Yeah. Georgia this week was put in the number one spot. Again, when you're listening to this, I'm not sure if we will be, but right now we are, which I kind of hate. I yeah. like us being number two because it makes us scratch and claw in the fight. Because mm-hmm. I'm afraid if we're number one, we're gonna it's gonna be rat poison. Well, you we're gonna get belie- com- yeah, you get, get complacent. Yes, you think okay, we we can you know nobody can beat us. We'll just kind of rest on our laurels. Yes, and yeah, you lose your edge. And so, what does that have to do with your relationship? What does that have to do with your marriage? You're probably thinking, Daniel, this is not a sports podcast. Mm-mm. It's a marriage podcast. Hey, sports is important in our marriage. It very, can't, so we can make very it Very important. We can do what we want, Dan. <laughs> That's right. So we believe in marriage in the same way in sports, that believing your own press, believing your own press clippings is like rat poison to your marriage, and you better watch out. So 
on the other side of this little ditty, that's what we're going to talk about. Okay, so we talk to couples all the time about going out and having a date. And a lot of couples say, we have nothing to talk. We end up going out. We talk about the kids. We talk about stuff that's not fun. And so this segment is called Something to Talk About. So we're going to ask each other some questions just to get to know each other a little bit better. Maybe to give you an example of when you're out, how you and your spouse can just have some fun getting to know each other a little bit better. All okay. Right, Bonnie, you go. So, Daniel. Yes. What was the most fun subject in high school <laughs> and which one did you dread the most? I, I hated school. Like I was, I loved the, uh, I loved the social part of school. But I hated like the school part of school. So recess. <laughs> when I was well, that, I didn't think I had that in high school. Okay. Let's see. So um, I was a, I I was a musician. I was all that. So I did enjoy all the the music classes, the theater drama. I did love uh, when I was playing football. I did love f- football. Was a period, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, like a PE. So I did enjoy that. So all the fun ones were yeah. the ones I enjoyed. Maybe. Anything that had a book attached to it, I, I hate it. Well, that doesn't help you much when that's all school is. Yes. <laughs> no, not at all. All right, Vaughn, what was the most fun subject that you had in high school, and which one did you dread? <sighs> so back in the day, way back in the day, we they started putting in computers in class, and uh, we only had a few. So we really didn't do much in that class. It was just kind of a hangout time because only a few of us at a time could look at a computer. So computer science lab or whatever, that was pretty fun. Um, and also PE because we would go out on the football field and just sit around and talk. So that was pretty fun. That's fun. Um, was and the, the computer big and beige? Yes. And it had, you know, it was, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was. <laughs> you don't have to. Oh, okay. Date yourself. Out too much. It, and the one I dreaded was always math because I was so bad at it. I just, mm. I don't know. I, I had to work really hard in math, so it wasn't mm-hmm. my favorite. Okay. I get it. I so, get it. Daniel, yes, what is one attribute of your mother that you see in yourself? Oh, mom. Love my mom. Um, let's see. Uh, my mom's, my mom is known for being giving. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, and I think that it, that used to be one of my spiritual gifts, like one of my love languages was um, um, gifts mm-hmm. and not, not anymore, but used to be. And so I would like to think that in some way I'm giving, mm-hmm. but, um, but that, yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. I know that is Josie gets that from my mom, mm-hmm. you know, so, yep. but anyway, all right. What so- about you? Oh, I see a lot of myself and my mom, a ton. Well, for one thing, I have her accent. I talk like her. Um, And more so when I get off the phone with her, I talk like her. Um, And I I like to be at home. And my mama likes to be at home. Yes. Yep. That's true. On the farm. On the farm. On her farm. She likes to be on her farm. And you like to be at home on her farm. And I like to be at home on mine. Yep. That's great. That's great. So what would you do with one week? To do anything, all expenses paid. Oh, my goodness. Just one week? Well, our kids are little, and they're in that place that uh, I would love for it to just be us. But if I'm going to do something like like that, I'd love to take the kids at this point in their life. Mm-hmm. Give me a couple years. I probably won't. Um, so I would say we've never been to Hawaii. So as a family, all expenses paid. We go to Hawaii. 
for the first three days, four days, it's me and you and the kids mm-hmm. having fun, hiking, yep. doing fun stuff in Hawaii. The last three days, the kids go away. I don't know where they go <laughs> and stick them in a cave. And hmm. me and you just veg oh, that'd and be awesome. rest and yep. do other fun things. Yep, that would be awesome. And eat a lot. Mm-hmm. What's yours? Um, well... While their kids are at home, I'd probably say all expenses paid to Disney World. Not that that's my kind of vacation, Mm-mm. but we ain't oh, going, we ain't going back, go? right? I mean, it's hard for me to even want to go because we went a long time ago, and I'm not that kind of vacationer. But if all expenses were paid, now would be the time to do that, I guess. Disney? Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, we can go to Epcot and just visit everywhere. <laughs> that's great. All right. So, you and your spouse, go out, have a date, and talk about something. Well, today we are talking about rat poison, of all things. Uh, I know it sounds crazy to talk about that in relation to your marriage, but it actually applies. So um, we finally got an exterminator out to our house to try to get to where our bugs and, and all that stuff's taken care of. We have not done that since we moved, and um, they actually just left our house a few minutes ago, and um, they they went into... They sprayed everything for um, bugs, and then they went up in the attic and under the house, and they put out, like, rat bait and um, little pads they stick to, which is Mm kind of gross. I hope I don't find one stuck to a pad. Mm -hmm. But anyway, and... He was explaining to you how this works. Yeah, like, it kind of was weird that the rat poison, when they eat that, it tastes... I mean, they're drawn to it, and then they eat it, and then they... Try to get away from your house real quick because they get really thirsty and all that. But he said it like literally gets in their blood and kind of causes them to rot or decompose from the inside. Ugh. Ugh, I know. It's pretty gross, right? That's why when you find them in the attic, they're all like, Ugh. sorry. Yeah. But it's it's disgusting process. But then if you think about that in your marriage, as we were talking about like believing your own press, it's like we've got all this great stuff going on. But if we start looking at these things and believing them and not it, working it, on your marriage. It does go back to what Saban was saying. Mm-hmm. It's not, on the outside, it doesn't seem harmful. Mm-mm. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But when you start believing that stuff, and consuming it literally it. eats you from your mental state. And then it mm-hmm. develops something in your heart, this apathy. Mm-hmm. And it does. It rots you from the inside out. And um, I hate to say it, but... The ball coach was right. Yeah. Well, Proverbs 14, 12 says this. It says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it it, it leads to death. And typically, we think that these are the the sinful things in the world that, you know, that lead us down a wrong path. But I think even in our marriage, there's things that can be rat poison that that seem good, Mm -hmm. but they're not. And... We've got some examples here, but maybe this will send you down a path of kind of introspective thinking mm-hmm. and uh, and trying to dis- to discern, okay, what is in our marriage or our relationship or our family that seems good, but it's not? Mm-hmm. So here's some of the ones that, that we've seen. Okay. One of them is our kids come first. Mm. I hear people all the time bragging and feeling really good about the fact you know what every our, our whole life's about our kids i mean once kids come along they 
they have to come first. They right? come first, and they come above everything. And typically, you hear this when it's a baby and the kids are little. By the time they're teenagers and they're getting on your nerves emotionally, <laughs> most people are like, get them away from me. But, but yeah. yeah. Why is that rat poison? Our kids come first. Because when we can, our kids consume our every thought, our every action, all of our time, and all of our activities at the expense of their relationship with our spouse, then it, if we're not keeping our, our eye on our relationship, mm-hmm. what happens when they leave? Because if we've invested all of our time and all of our emotion and all of our emotional energy and everything on the kids and we've got nothing left for our spouse, we lose sight of the relationship and we stop knowing each other. We did a podcast episode a while back called uh, Codependent on the Dependents. Remember that was a, kids a blog. Come second. Yeah, Kids yep. Come Second. And um, and that's what we talked about. It, it The sad thing is, is in marriage when kids come along, you put all your focus and all your attention on the kids and it, whether it's taking care of them or, and let's grant it, they do. you got to feed them. Yeah. I mean, the law kind of looks down on that if you don't, but I mean, uh, what begins to happen in the marriage when you're not placing um, appropriate attention, affection on your marriage, well, then you begin to, to withdraw emotionally. You begin to withdraw physically. You become codependent on these little things you know mm-hmm. running around your house and um and they just treat you like you're a broke best friend honestly mm-hmm. <laughs> but um but it does devastating things for your marriage not just when they graduate that's kind of when you see it because mm-hmm. the house is empty and you have nobody else to to look to but boy while they're here it just it can it can if you allow it drive the marriage apart well, and it's not just that it takes time away from your spouse, but you can also lose sight of who you are personally because yeah. you've spent so much time and energy um, pouring into them, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. not bad in of itself, but you can lose sight of who you are. And when you don't know who you are in your marriage, yeah. that, can, that can cause some destruction. Yeah. So, so that's one example. Yeah, that's good. What else you got? That's good. Um, okay, here's another rat poison we never fight. We never disagree. Mm. And a lot of people think, well, that's a great thing. We never hardly fight. And some of you guys are listening to this and like, that ain't us. <laughs> but how is that bad? Is, is it really healthy if you never disagree? Mm. I think the first question is, is that really a true statement? Yeah. Maybe the person that's saying the statement is the person that gets their way all the time. Mm. Because you have two people in a marriage, you got two different people in a marriage, you're not the same person, you have different hopes and dreams, and maybe for the most part, you might be uh, pretty pleasing, easy to get along with, and all that kind of stuff, but there comes a time where you both disagree on things. Mm -hmm. I think where this can be really bad is if you're turning a blind eye to it, and maybe one of you has lost your voice in the relationship. Yeah. And you're suppressing your true thoughts and opinions. Or maybe that other person just doesn't like conflict. Yeah. So they just kind of bow down to the other person's wishes. And it may be the other person's bulldozing the person. And maybe they're bulldozing because they're just mean. But it could be they're bulldozing and they don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. 
And so when you never disagree and never argue, we're not talking like fights and all, yeah, but just disagreements, it could be that one person has lost their voice in it. And you might sit back and think, well, that's, it's awesome that there's peace in the house. There's mm-hmm. no problem with that. But long term, if one person's not expressing their opinion, there can become resentment and that can that can eat that person up from the inside and it can eat your marriage up from the inside out. So we're not saying this is happening to you if you guys are copacetic and there's peace in the house and you don't argue a lot. But I do think it's something worth asking. Yeah. You know, absolutely. if we never argue, are things really as good as we think? Or mm. maybe they are. Maybe they're not. Yep. All right. So here's another one. We are all we need. We don't need any other friends. It's just you and me. We don't, we, we're so great. He's my best friend. It's great to be best friends. We, we encourage, I mean, we are, I feel Mm -hmm. like we're best friends. Absolutely. But can I really be all you need? And can you really be all I need? Mm -mm. So I think Mm -mm. sometimes we, we think we trick ourselves into thinking that, but if we are in that, that place, then I'm, I have to wonder, are we codependent? Mm. Am I putting all my hopes and dreams, pinning everything on one person? And is that fair? Mm-hmm. Is that fair to do? Because God's definitely created man and woman differently. And uh, they're, diff- they're things that you shouldn't have to talk about with me <laughs> <laughs> and, and vice versa. And I think God did create that need for us to be, live in community with people. And if we're not doing that, um, we can be best friends. We can hang out and do enjoy all the same things. But it's not really fair yeah. of me to ask that of you. Well, and you're not, some some people, this obviously can get out of balance really quick. Yeah. Um, both ways. Mm-hmm. One unhealthy way is, like we're saying, you're just codependent on each other, and you don't have any other friends, and you don't get out, and, you know, that kind of thing. That can be unhealthy for the reasons you just stated. Um, I was talking recently with someone who's, uh, father passed away not long ago, and their mom, and they're they're an older couple, elderly couple, but their mom just realized she had no friends, mm. and so the Lord took him, and here she is left, and she doesn't wow. really have a support system other than her kids, wow. and she's have you know, and I think that was a wake up call to the grown daughter to say, I need to get me some friends. Now it doesn't mean you have to go on girls' weekends and all that kind of stuff. Unless you um, like that. Unless you of. like that. But at least having a good support system. And listen, yeah. there's sometimes, uh, because we do argue every once in a while, you need someone to vent to. Yeah. Someone to just clear your head to. And I think that's sure. healthy. Sure, that's but healthy. it depends on how you do that, too. And who and, you do it to. And to right. Yeah. Somebody that's yeah. going to encourage you in it and not give yeah. you ammunition for a fight. Yeah. Okay. But the other end of that spectrum that can be incredibly unhealthy is when... Um, You've got your your group of friends, and you're spending an abnormal amount of time and money from the mm-hmm. household on things going out with these people, you know, yeah. or going off on big guys. Not to say there's anything wrong with this, but if it's done in a in a unhealthy proportion, going on big guys hunting weekends where you're taking a big chunk out of the family's line item budget, or you're doing that, too and you're much. not vacationing with your family, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going once a month out on things like that, and your family's getting the shaft. I mean, um, once a year, or something like that. that's great, but, but so I think there's definitely a balance there. Um, but you do need to have a healthy balance where you got some some people that you're investing in friendships. Yeah. Um, but then, and I think it does. I think it makes us better spouses. Is that mm-hmm. the way to say that? a better spouse to each other 
when we have those times where we can invest in friendships. So that can definitely be uh, an area of of rat poison. Here's here's another one. Man, we're living the American dream. Mm -hmm. And what do I mean there? We can be so wrapped up in what we have and all that we've attained, whether it be your house, your cars, your toys, your gadgets, your your 401k, your, your activities, your activities, mm-hmm, status, and, uh, and, and, and keeping it that we miss the relationship uh, with each other and our family mm-hmm. and the relationship of being able to give yeah. and bless other people yeah. uh, with what we have. Well, and we get in our minds that if we can get to this neighborhood, this place in life, this school district, this whatever fill in the blank or get on this team or that have this much in the bank yeah then we're man that's the american dream that's we're great that's an awesome that's awesome i mean we're working on that together to try to get to these things there's nothing wrong with having goals that you set and i mean we talk about in our book that it's important to have those goals and teamwork Mm -hmm. and a mission but you can't let those things eclipse that relationship that you have with each other Mm -hmm. if you've got if you're working so much to pay for your dream and you're spending all your time doing these things separated from your family Mm -hmm. it's gonna destroy the relationship over the long haul yeah another thing that can be rat poison about that is when i've worked so hard to attain and attain i become Mm self-reliant and as a christian we have to stay dependent on the father Mm. and um and 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 all this is all that we're talking about here are are hard things uh, because is it wrong to have those things? Is it wrong to have those goals? Just like you said, Bonnie, absolutely not. It's a state of the heart. Yeah. Am I keeping my heart um, before the Lord? Am I staying dependent on him? Am I keeping uh, my relationship with my spouse and my family um, ahead of those things? Mm-hmm. Um, because nothing's worse than you get to the top of the ladder and you realize your ladder was against the wrong wall, mm. you know? Well, and you can even think that you're doing all these things for your family. You can be tricked into thinking, well, I'm, I'm working all this. I'm doing this for my family and for their good. But then if you're not spending time with them, they're like, I don't care. I don't care for that stuff. I just want you. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful with that. But That's good. So here's another one. We've got a good marriage. We don't need to go to a retreat or workshop or counseling or anything. That's for couples who are in trouble. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you as someone who does a lot of marriage counseling, the people that sit in my office typically have been sitting in their stuff, their mess for years and years on end, mm-hmm. five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. I've got 37 years. I had a couple married mm. 37 years and they've been sitting in it for years. Mm. And, um, and it's rat poison when you think, we're fine. We're fine. We don't need to we don't need to go to that retreat. Maybe you don't need couples counseling now. Maybe maybe you are great. But listen, we always that's like saying I'm a Christian. I don't need to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. As married couples, we always need to grow. And so whether that is a vacation with the two of you just away the two of you, whether that's reading a book together or listening to a book and you know we we don't read aloud much anymore and we were in the car driving when we were on the road we used to 
But um, but maybe it's, you know, you listen to a book or you read a book and then you just talk about it at, at Pillow Talk at night. Um, or whether it's going to a marriage retreat or marriage conference or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Or if you do have a little issue that you haven't resolved, maybe it hasn't overtaken your marriage and it's gotten to a toxic level, but you just need to sit down with a pastor or yeah. some counselor and just say, hey, we need a third party. Yeah. Um, it can be it can be rat poison when we don't admit we need to grow. Well, and I, I know when we would lead a couple checkups and workshops, I would hear, you know, I'd say, you're going to come to that? I'd ask somebody at church, and they're like, no, no, we're doing fine. We're good. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, it's it's not for couples who need counseling. Yeah. It's just it's just kind of a, you know, hang out it's with each other. Up. and Yes, to check in with each other. It's, oh, okay, well, well I don't want people to think that, that we're having mm. trouble. That is, that's very true. Yeah. That's very true. We, uh, we were talking to someone one time and, and he said, you know, it's funny. He said, I want to share your podcast on Facebook, but I don't want people to think I'm having marital problems. Yeah. Isn't right. that funny? Yeah. But yeah. yet when I drive by like 10 minute oil change place, <laughs> the first thing that goes through my mind is, man, all those cars are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> No, they just need an oil change, right. you know, it's and in our, in our marriage, it's the same way. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs are practicing. <laughs> Why would they do that? They must be in trouble. I know. That's right. And, uh, and so we've got to always keep in mind, we've got to keep the finger on the pulse of our marriage and just to monitor it. And you do that by doing those kind of things. So, well, and here's one last one. We'll just throw this out. Our marriage is so strong that... Fill in the blank, whatever, will never, never happen, happen to us. us. That one, I've heard that. That will never happen to me. That'll Ty- never happen typically, to us. that phrase comes when you've heard of someone that you know or a friend that's gone through something. They've done something stupid. Maybe they had an affair or whatever it was, fill in the blank. And you say, man, I can't, ima- I can't believe he did that. Mm-hmm. I mm. would never do that to my wife. I would never do that to you. Mm-hmm. Why is that dangerous ground? Mm-hmm. I remember early in our marriage, very early in our marriage, probably the first year, there was a couple that we really looked up to, and mm-hmm. and we found out that he, it, it, we were we were very green in this whole relationship. They thing. were and friends as well as a couple. We yes, looked up to. and found out there had been infidelity, and they divorced, and it rocked us because Dude. I remember thinking that that will never happen, that could never happen to them, but I'd also said. That could never happen to us. Mm-hmm. And I remember a pastor friend at that time saying, never say that won't ever happen to you. Mm-hmm. Because the minute you begin judging something and you take your eye off of it, it could easily, it. but by the grace of God, it could be any of us. What's it? Uh, we're all six seconds from stupid. Yeah. yeah. And, and typically that kind of thing doesn't happen in six seconds. No. And le- it, it happens. It's that, it's that old Casting Crowns song. It's a slow fade. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the cracks that you allow to stay because, going back to our last one, you're not continually monitoring your relationship and you're making investments elsewhere. Over the long haul, these things that we've talked about, the rat poison eventually takes over and it eats you from the inside out. And that's when you do the fill-in-the-blank stupid thing. Yeah. Well, so That's that prideful heart, too, that says, that can never happen to me. I would never. Mm-hmm. He would never. And Proverbs sixteen eighteen says, "Pride goes before destruction; a haughty spirit before a fall." Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that that goes back to the football team. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You go out there proud, guess what? You're looking to fall. Mm-hmm. And if I say I would never or he would never, we would never, then I'm setting myself up for the enemy to say, oh, just wait. Let mm-hmm. me see. If you say you wouldn't, you're not paying attention, I'm going to trip you up. Mm-hmm. When you least expect it, I'm going to trip you up in these areas. And it's just, you've just got to be so careful. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. Well, these are just a few good things that can show health in our marriage. But if we get prideful and stop working on our relationship and we just coast, it becomes like rat poison to the marriage. Mm -hmm. So I think that take these things that we've talked about, but take the question, Mm -hmm. what are the seemingly good things, the things that I count as good or maybe I get prideful about Mm -hmm. and but is really rat poison because you might be able to add to this list. Uh, that we've come up with. So what are the other areas of your marriage that you may be believing your own press? Yeah. Yeah. So that's all for today. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being with us and uh, hope you'll listen to us next time. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week.